Welcome back to the What the Health podcast by the Health and Wellness Center here at Bryn Mawr College. This week, we'll be taking a look at different perspectives on wellness in the dorms here at Bryn Mawr. As a residential college, Bryn Mawr was the first college in the U.S. to approve a student government in 1891. Ever since, students have had a huge hand in residential life on campus. There are also several student positions within managing the dorm, such as hall advisors, who we'll hear from today, dorm presidents, class reps, customs people, and many more. We are sitting down and chatting with Marcy, the resident life coordinator here at Brimar College. Can you introduce yourself for those who might not know you? Yes, hi Emily, thanks so much for having me. So my name is Marcy Anderson. As Emily said, I'm the Residential Life Coordinator here at Bryn Mawr. Um, I started here at Bryn Mawr in August, and before that I was a grad student at Villanova, where I got my master's in ministry and theology, and I also worked um, in campus ministry. So I lived in a first year residence hall with students and have a lot of experience with what it's like to be in a dorm and also to try to navigate like mental health and just generally how to be a person in that space. Awesome, thanks. How do you define wellness both for yourself and in your role on campus? Do they look similar or different? Yeah, so I think for myself, wellness looks like like an awareness of myself, so an awareness of who I am and what it is that I need in that particular moment or season of life or whatever it is, but being able to be in touch with my body and to be in touch with my intuition. And so then as it translates into my role on campus, um, I acknowledge that I'm in a really privileged place right now to be able to Mm -hmm. have a job that allows me to have a work-life balance where I'm able to um, know when I need to take a breath and when Mm -hmm. I need to rely more on my team in res life or when I know that I am actually functioning really well and at really high capacity and can take on a lot of work. Um, That has not always been the case in previous roles. So right now at Bryn Mawr, my supervisors have been really supportive of knowing when okay, like Marcy said she needs a minute, so let's give her a minute. And okay, Marcy said she's ready for more, so let's give her more. That's great. So as a residential life coordinator, what does it mean to be well in the dorms from your perspective? Mm -hmm. That's a really great question. And I think that it looks really different for everyone, right? So Mm -hmm. all of our individual needs are different and um, what might be life-giving and good for one person could be the total opposite for another person. Very true. And that gets really tricky when you're living with roommates mm-hmm. or even just hallmates and you live in really close quarters and are sharing a bathroom and common spaces and all of these other things that in your normal non-college life, you're probably not going to share as much or as frequently or with as many people. Mm-hmm. So being well in the dorms looks like advocating for yourself which doesn't always feel good. Yeah. Which is weird, right? Because when we think of wellness, we think of it as something that like feels good. And I know Mm -hmm. that I probably just said moments ago that wellness is feeling good, but um, at first it can feel scary and daunting and uh, draining, in fact, because you're challenging yourself to like reflect on, okay, what do I actually need in this moment? And 
maybe one part of you says like, well, I really would like to like run away from this situation mm-hmm. um, and like put it to the back of my mind and ignore it because it's not serving me right now. When in reality, maybe the best thing is to confront it and to yeah. have an uncomfortable conversation with your roommate if you're a resident and then looping in your hall advisor if you have to um, and navigating that together. And it's tricky. It's really hard. Yeah. Growth and doing what's right for yourself does feel uncomfortable a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. So how does wellness at Bryn Mawr maybe look different um, in your opinion from your perspective mm-hmm. since it's a residential college and almost all of our students live here on campus? Um, yeah. Together in the dorms. Yeah. I think Bryn Mawr being a residential college, which I will say my only experiences with colleges have been residential spaces so even in my undergrad I was also required to live on campus when I was at Villanova even though I was a grad student I still lived on campus Mm -hmm. so I think that when you're at a residential college um, like emotions just tend to run a little bit higher than I would imagine they do possibly at non-residential universities Mm -hmm. right because students are under a different type of pressure Um, with people constantly being around them Mm -hmm. even if you have a single you're still living in a building with like hundreds of other people so you are constantly hearing other people exist and sometimes what you really need is to be able to disconnect Mm -hmm. and you can't do that as much in a residential college so everyone is constantly under a different level of like emotional stress and um, stress in general yeah yeah Yeah, very true. So how would wellness look different on a residential college campus since it, you know, it's really hard to live with people in general, even with like just your family, but like living on a college campus with, you know, thousands of other students. So what does that mean for our community wellness in your opinion? Yeah. So I think that community wellness or being well, right, in a space where there are thousands of other people, um, it looks like reaching out to the people on the campus that you trust and know Mm. that you can reach out to. So maybe that is a friend or maybe that's a faculty or a staff person that you have developed a relationship with and trusting that you can like be your whole self around that person. Um, We don't get a lot of people in our lives that we can be our whole and true selves with. And so determining who those people are is really important and I think then allows for us to come to better realize like what is it that I actually do need yeah so I know that I'm an external processor Mm -hmm. so I need people in my life who will let me ramble yeah (laughs) for 10 minutes until I finally figure out what it is that I'm actually trying to say or what I'm trying to get at um But maybe if someone's an internal processor, you know, they need to spend time in their room and then Mm -hmm. they can go to their trusted person and say, here's what I've been thinking. What does this sound like to you? Is this crazy? Does this make sense? Like, have you experienced this before? And so being on a residential campus, right? Like you get that like unique opportunity to have so many people around you where you can like find at least one person that you can trust and, um, and spend time with and yeah become your truest self I love that how do you promote wellness in your role here on campus 
Yeah, that is a really great question, and it's something that I actually think about often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in my role at Villanova, it was really like cut and dry, and I had my door open for first-year students when they yeah. needed support, and I worked really closely with some student leaders, and it felt like it was built into my job there, whereas here, um, it's not so much built into it because most of my meetings with students are to navigate like roommate conflicts. So mm-hmm. in those spaces, it looks like like mediating a conversation between like a pair of roommates or maybe a pair of hallmates. And from the like general perspective, the purpose of those meetings are to just make them like exist peacefully together yeah. Yeah. or to realize like, okay, we actually need to have some distance and do some separating here. So when I'm meeting with residents, whether it's for roommate conflicts or meeting with the hall advisors that I work with, I really try to make sure that I am aware of one, like the space that we're in. Mm -hmm. So that way everyone knows that they're all on the same like playing field, right? Like there's uh, not one opinion that I like prefer over the other, but that I can take a really unbiased opinion in those meetings. So people can feel comfortable to say whatever it is that they need to say and know that it will be held by at least me in the room. Um, When I'm meeting with hall advisors, I try to ask them how they're doing as a person before I ask them how they're doing as a hall advisor or a student because yes, I of course care about how they're doing as a hall advisor and I care about like what problems they're having in that role, but ultimately I really care about how they are as people and I would hope that the hall advisors who I work with who might be listening to this uh, (laughs) have felt that from me. Um, Yeah. And I've had some really good conversations with hall advisors about just how they're doing. That's great. It helps me to get then a better understanding of how like campus as a whole is doing. Yeah. Because our hall advisors here and carry so much. So. Yeah, very true. And I can imagine that mediating conversations either between residents or hall advisors, I think that has a great deal of promoting wellness because, you know, you're you're providing a space for people to be heard and listened to. I think that promotes wellness a lot. Thank All right, you. one last question. What advice do you want to give to prioritize wellness as a student living in a dorm? I think I would say... Like, don't be afraid to ask for what you need. Yeah. Whether that's to your roommate, to your hall advisor, to a faculty, to a staff person. Like, don't be afraid to ask for what you need. Um, And then, like, listen for a response, right? And work with the people around you to help you achieve that need. Yeah. Because people do care and do want to support you and... I know I at least, I want all of our students on this campus to thrive, and I know that it is really hard, (laughs) and it feels like it's impossible, um, especially when they have like five different jobs and a Mm -hmm. thousand things going on, so I'm very familiar that students do. Um, So yeah, in all spaces, try to ask for what you need. That's great advice. So if a student wants to reach out to you or wants to talk to you, how can they do that? Yeah, so the easiest way would be to email me directly. Mm-hmm. My email is open to all students. Awesome. It's just M Anderson at Bryn Mawr, but Anderson is spelled with an E at the end <laughs> okay. instead of S-O-N. It's S-E-N. <laughs> um, or you can stop by Res Life. My door is 
always open unless awesome. I'm in a meeting. So yeah. Perfect. Well, thanks so much, Marcy. I'm so glad that you were able to chat with us a little today. Thank you. All right, we're sitting down with Emily. Emily, can you introduce yourself for those who might not know you? Yeah, so my name is Emily Witten. I use she, her pronouns. I'm a hall advisor here on campus um, in Road South. I'm a senior. Uh, I'm a tour guide. I'm just coming back from giving a tour, so I'm waiting for my energy crash to hit, um, <laughs> as well as a coordinator for civic engagement um, for an art program. Awesome. Cool. So as a hall advisor, what does it mean to be well in the dorms to you? I think being well in the dorms means being comfortable in the dorms and feeling like you have a space where you can be mm -hmm. um, whatever that means for you and whatever aspects of life that means for you, whether that's being able to play an instrument you love or being able to see people on the hallway that you can engage with in a meaningful way, whether or not that's just a hello or actually being good friends with your neighbor. I think that's having a space where you can have food that's comfortable for you. Um, I know that's mm -hmm. been a big thing this year in my dorm is having um, like different sauces and spices in the tea pantry that make people think of home. Uh -huh. um, yeah, just being well in the dorms means having a space where you can be comfortably without having to worry about anything else. Because we, yeah. we live and work and exist all in the same space. Mm -hmm. um, and having a space you can return to that's not an academic building, that's yeah. not a workplace, that's not, you know, your social hub is really important to like have that space for yourself. Yeah, for sure. Great answer. So as both a student and as an HA, in addition to all of your other roles that you hold on campus, how does wellness look in those positions? Are they different? Are they similar in ways? Yeah, I think for, specifically for being a hall advisor, one of the things that we're trained to look out for for mm -hmm. ourselves is making sure that we're taking time for ourselves because our position is technically 24-7. Yeah. So that's a lot. Yeah, uh, sure. And is a real adjustment because sometimes you have a hall where you're getting knocks on your door at 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have a hall where you've never gotten a knock on your door at a weird time or at any time and you have to plan sort of for both um, and know that it's okay to check out and know yeah. that it's okay to you know go home for a weekend and put on your door that you're not available mm -hmm. for the next 48 hours all these other resources are but you're not and that's okay uh, which I think is is similar to being a student and also knowing that it's okay to take time off I'm a real proponent of like a mental mm -hmm. health day um, and of encouraging that in friends and of having open conversations with friends about how you're doing, mm -hmm. which I think this campus does really well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think just knowing to check in on yourself and to know that there are supports around you is what, and utilizing those mm -hmm. is what like being well means to me because yeah. you're going to have days when you don't need to reach out to a friend or you don't need to email a professor for an extension or talk to your dean or whatever it is but knowing those resources and knowing that they're actually there for you to use and they're not just there in like a fake way <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really so important that is for sure so in your role as a hall advisor how do you promote community wellness 
it sort of sounds silly, but I have these whiteboard polls on my uh-huh. Um And we have a what's your win of the week and what's your rant of the week. Oh. Um, as well as right now, there's we're about to enter WTF week uh-huh. tradition on campus, so I have polls related to that. We just had SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, <laughs> most of my hall was not allowed to watch SpongeBob as a kid. That was the discovery of that. I poll. wasn't. I wasn't either. <laughs> I told my mom that this was the question I asked, and she was like, "Really?" I was like, "Yes, I want to know." Um, and I think having ways for people to interact with each other that isn't just face-to-face conversation yeah. has been really great. Um, and people are really engaged with the polls. Uh-huh. My favorite answer to any of them was uh, at the start of the year, I asked, is ketchup a smoothie? Because uh, somebody, right. But isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> and somebody put energy drink as a third option. And that really made me laugh. Oh and my like, gosh. <laughs> but it also ends up being a space. I like having spaces where people can opt in or opt out of. Yeah. And so someone can put up, here's my rant of the week. And then by the next day, someone will have responded to it. Um, That's so cool. Without having like actually had that interaction, without having to actually tell someone, oh my God, I'm like just having a bad day. Right. Somebody else will have written on that wall, I'm sorry you're having a bad day. I hope tomorrow is better. Or someone will write like their win of the week and it'll be like, oh my God, this thing happened. And then by the next day, someone will say, oh, I'm so happy for you. and there are, like, we're, we have to host hall hangouts. There are different ways that I think are sort of prescribed into the dorm of how to promote community wellness, which right. work. Yeah. Um, but I've found having sort of passive check-ins has been really useful, I think, especially in the time we're living in now. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's, that's what comes to my head. When yeah, I, I like that a lot. So one last question. What advice would you want to give to a student to prioritize wellness living in a dorm? I think taking time to understand what it means to live in a dorm is mm-hmm. really important. Uh, and that adjustment period of going, oh, what does it mean to have a roommate? I think that people come into college with a lot of expectations of right. what either a roommate relationship will look like what a like, physical rooming situation will look like, mm-hmm. be it with a roommate or not. Um, and I think giving yourself that time period to sort of figure things out. All right. Thank you so much for speaking with me today, Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you introduce yourself for those who might not know you? Sure. Uh, My name is Alex. I am a senior psych major and double minor in education and child and family studies. Um, And I am an HA in Radnor on the second floor this year. Awesome. So as an HA in Radnor, what does it mean to be well in the dorms to you? Um, I think one of the most important parts of being well in the dorms is feeling safe in the dorms. and like feeling like it's a space where you can go after or between classes, um, a space where you can go that is yours, um, which can be hard if you have a roommate, but uh, a lot of the halls, other rooms on my hall are um, individual rooms and even the ones with roommates, um, they've, they've seemed to get along really well. And so a space, I think it's important that you have a space where you feel at home and at ease. Um, And that's like the biggest part of being well in the dorms. Yeah, for sure. 
as both a student and as an HA, how does wellness look in both of those positions? Do they overlap and do they have like similarities or differences at all? Yeah, I think they overlap in big ways. Um, a lot of the times, like for instance, if professors are worried about their students, they'll um, reach out to the deans who are able to contact us. So a lot of the times the overlap between student and resident um, is really big, especially mm -hmm. for HAs, like when we're um, uh, called on to help. Um, I think they play a lot together though, um, even if it's just like, I'm having mold problems in my dorm and it's like causing some health issues and like HAs are involved and like maybe I need some time off from class, mm -hmm. um, but we really have a big part in like helping other students just like navigate their academics um, because so much of that does overlap with personal life. Yeah, totally. So how do you promote community wellness in your role as an HA and Radner, things like that? Yeah, um, I think one of the biggest things I do is we have like a group me as a hall. And so we can all like message in the group me. Um, and that's just like a way for us to stay in contact with one another. And a lot of times if people are having concerns with like the tea pantry is being misused or um, maybe someone's a little too loud past quiet hours, we can like text each other and be like, hey, if we could quiet down a little bit so I can sleep, that would be awesome. Um, and so I think that having a way to communicate with one another has been really helpful for um, making us like not letting things fester, I think. Um, and also like HAs do hall hangouts, which are really fun. Um, and they're just uh, a few times a semester for residents on the hall or like friends to come and um, just hang out. Sometimes we paint, sometimes there are snacks. There's all sorts of things that, that we do as hall hangouts. Um, and those really promote uh, community and um, togetherness, so. Yeah, I think I totally agree. I think that uh, communication and togetherness and having healthy relationships is just so critical, especially in like residential college, especially when you go to class and live with, um, you know, other students and other community mm -hmm. members in the Bryn Mawr community, I think that is such a big part of it. So I really like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, one last question I have is what advice do you want to give to students or other HAs to prioritize wellness as a student living in a dorm? Um, I would say if you have a need, do not be afraid to reach out to your DLT to help fill that need. Mm -hmm. um, if you see that there's something that could be improved, reach out to your DLT. Um, don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. I think self-advocacy is really important um, and it's hard. It's definitely something you have to learn. It's not just something we automatically do, um, but I think mm -hmm. self-advocacy is really important. Um, and your DLT are there to advocate for you as well. So if you need any support, that's our entire job is to just be there and, and help you find the best ways to um, live in the dorms. And even outside of the dorms, we, we aren't just limited to what happens in dorm life. Um, so I think that, you know, paying attention to what you need is really important and then asking for support where you need it. I love that. That is a huge part of wellness. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Alex. Yeah, thank you.
We are chatting with Hazel. Um, Hazel, can you introduce yourself for those who might not know you? Yeah. Hi, my name is Hazel Moffitt. I'm a senior at Bryn Mawr, um, and I'm a peer health educator um, off campus currently, and I'm also a co-head of the program. Um, and last year, I was a peer health and wellness educator at Penn West. So I've had two different experiences in the position. That's awesome. So in your opinion, and as a peer health and wellness educator, what does it mean to be well in the dorms? I think that a supportive environment is very important for mm -hmm. wellness in the dorms and like the spirit of the community and knowing you can rely on people around you and they can rely on you. Um, and like community care and community support are very important. Yeah. But also, you know, communal living can be hard and respecting one another and each other's boundaries is key to mental and physical well-being. I love that. So as both a student and a peer health and wellness educator, how does wellness look similar in those roles and how might it look different? Um, I think that when you're a student, um, you only have, you know, the common sense and common knowledge of how to handle conflict or how to, you know, communicate with other people in your residence. Um, and Oftentimes people haven't even lived by themselves before college or they haven't shared a space with other people. Mm -hmm. So it could be hard to live in a dorm. Um, but when, when you're a peer health moms educator, you get some amount or most of the DLT training. Um, and a lot of it is conflict resolution, confrontation, healthy communication. So it gets a little better because you feel more prepared to deal with um, different situations. And also you... Um, since you're in a health-related position, you have this lens of looking at the dorm living, um, mm -hmm. and you're a little bit more aware, or you, you strive to be more aware of how to improve the well-being in the dorms, and like specifically dorm living health and wellness, that's pretty different than like living living in your own apartment, for example. Mm -hmm. But currently, for example, I'm an off-campus peer health educator, so I'm thinking of ways to connect the off-campus community to the campus community and how health and wellness could look differently for people on and off campus. Yeah, that's a great goal, a great thing to do. And um, kind of going off of that and um, what you kind of spoke of earlier, thinking about community wellness, what are some ways that you promote community wellness in your role? Um, I try to find and share resources on and off campus for people um, yeah. so that they feel more supported and they feel like they, you know, have somewhere to start if they're looking for resources to be helped. Yeah. Um, but also I try to promote the idea that DLT and peer health educators and even your peers and your faculty and staff um, are always there for you. And so whatever person you feel comfortable reaching out to you should do that and you shouldn't just you know suffer without support if you're facing challenges um so I try to cultivate this you know notion that people are here to help you um and we're here to help one another so I've been trying to do that um 
And one more thing I try to do is to promote kind of the anti-productivity culture and um, encourage people to take care of themselves and their health first. Um, and whenever possible, prioritize health over work and school. Um, while understanding that that might not be possible for many people, but just like trying to balance that with the productivity culture that's so prevalent on campus. Yeah, that's such an important point to bring up. One last question. What advice do you want to give to prioritize wellness as a student living in a dorm? Yeah, I think I kind of touched on that a little bit, mm -hmm. just kind of trying to remember what's the most important thing um, and taking care of yourself first. Because if you don't, you can't really do things that you want or need to do and yeah. you can't help others before you help yourself. So that's a very important thing I think people should remember. Um, community care, like I said, is very important. So remembering that we're all people and all face different challenges and you never know what's going on in anybody's lives. So kind of being respectful, you know, to your neighbors, um, but also being respectful to yourself. So like asking um, for people to like modify their behavior if you think that they're hurting you, you know, like mediating conflict, all of these things are very healthy ways of communication within the dorm. And I think that would cultivate a good, healthy environment for everybody. That's great advice. Thank you, Hazel. Um, yeah. Well, I really appreciate you offering your perspective and being here with us today. So thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. It was my pleasure. Once again, thank you so much for tuning into the What the Health podcast by the Health and Wellness Center here at Bryn Mawr College. Have a good week and stay well.